Watch me move when I lose. I lose it hard. <laughs> well, that, of course, is the latest from Britney Spears. And if it's what happens to my willpower in the face of the latest breakfast sandwich from Dunkin' Donuts, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, bringing you another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And, oh, my... <laughs> Goodness, folks, I tell you, it's warming up a bit out there. There's a light mist falling on the Gowanus, and uh, it's time once again for nature's renewal. Spring is almost upon us, and I myself feel renewed. In fact, as some of you may have heard, uh, I had a bit of a scare last week. These last couple of days were a little bit uh, touch and go there, and uh, uh, my apologies for that. It accounts for the tardiness in updating this podcast. But uh, I also want to extend a thanks to all the cards and letters I received during this time from dear enthusiasts out there across the globe. As always, it touches my heart. It does, whether it's a hundred or, in this case, uh, j- just just a handful. Uh, it means a lot. Here's uh, uh, basically what happened. I know I know some of you aren't as informed, so I want to fill you in, and I'll spare you some of the gory details. But I went to a new doctor recently. Had to help me with a long-standing little bother of problem that I've had. It's been going on for a couple of years, and I thought, well, I'll go and check this out. He was recommended highly uh, by a fella, and you know, you, you you come to think that this kind of thing is probably something that's genetic, and we all have things that we get that way. You look back at the old photo albums, and you think, boy, that, that fella really had a nice head of hair late in life, but that couldn't be passed down. <laughs> Oh, the jeans got together there and thought, skip the hair, let's go with flat feet and a curved esophagus or something, you know. I mean, really, it just makes you wonder who's running the show there, doesn't it? Anyhow, this new guy, real old-timer and a straight shooter, and that's what I like in a doctor. He looks he looked a bit like a, a more agile Bob Woodward, which is not to not to say that Mr. Woodward's not fast on his feet. I, I imagine he's, he's probably good at tennis and that racquetball, that kind of thing. But this guy just seems to move move fast. He talks fast. He's a real New Yorker kind of guy. And uh, he lets me get a few words out about my issues before dismissing what I'm saying and, and signing me up for a, a hearing test with a nice older lady with a funny extra eyelid flap <laughs> like she's part gator or something. Real, real nice gal. Though. Again, I mean, Gene's not doing any favors here. So after sitting in what must be the last functioning Cold War hearing unit, uh, I mean, it's as if it's something you, you send to the bottom of the sea, that kind of thing, test for submarines, that's what it felt like. For a second, she put the headphone, weird old-timey headphones on me, and she sealed me in this metal uh, coffin. <laughs> and I was sure this is going to be one of those sci-fi episodes where there's a flash and some smoke, and I step out to the ruins of 1940s America, and there's blimps overhead, and we see from the swast- swastikas everywhere and the, the kind of gray clothing and dour expressions on people that uh, this is an alternate timeline and the Nazis have won. And, you know, I mean, it's like the, the, the writers of those shows get stuck in a bit of a wormhole them- themselves, isn't it? I mean, we get it. Would have been bad if they won, but, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that could have gone wrong or right, uh, de- depending. I mean, what if Columbus sank? You never have the, the starship doesn't go back and, oh, no, they, you know, just a, this is, a, you know, just a, a Indian village over here. Well, what if the Puritans were more interested in making great fudge? <laughs> and I bet some of them were. You know, what if their voices won out? And, uh, you know, what if Edison had invented glow-in-the-dark vests? <laughs> Which, you know, I think would be a nice... By the way, we're coming up on some great vest weather. So if you need to take your vest to the cleaners, I recommend doing that now so you're not caught, you know, further down the line where you you don't have your vest ready. 
what I'm saying, folks, is this. Uh, uh, after Holga the Heavy Lidded administered a number of sharp tones into my ear and then blasted me with static, my hearing uh, turned out to be okay. And uh, the live Dr. A, uh, not his real name, uh, uh, slipped me some steroids to take care of this genetic quote-unquote issue that he thought might be some kind of irritation of the larynx or something. So fine, uh, I'm popping these roids and feeling uh, real strong, kind of uh, kind of focused, but it's a mean focused. You know, like I see everything clearly, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> and somewhere in there, midway through this, I guess, baby Pepsi wakes everybody up here by tossing her baby cookies all over the pillow, all over the all over the bed, and all that kind of stuff. Real sick for a day, and then she got better. Rest of us thought nothing of it. You know, uh, babies uh, get sick. There you go, and you, you move on. You, you get on with yourself. Well, uh, that was, uh, uh, by the way, folks, I'll tell you what, I'm pairing the podcast tonight with uh, uh, Zolaftridone. It's an anti-nausea medicine, because I still have bouts of the queasy, uh, like I need to get my sea legs back again here. But, uh, but by the way, no word makes me more nauseous than the word nauseous. We need to find something better for that. If, uh, if somebody out there is working on uh, uh, something, I'd appreciate it. Uh, uh, and here's what's happened. So we've been having a lot of big meetings at Come Flyer with me, the place where I work, passing out flyers uh, for musicals and comedy shows up on Broadway. And it looks like the cost of ink has gone up. And that combined with, I don't know, you heard about this Spider-Man musical. They keep pushing pushing the, the opening date back on this thing, which means we got to keep reprinting all these flyers that we're handing out. And this is just, I mean, we're, we've been hit a lot harder with this. And the costs are really, uh, you know, our bottom line... Not looking good, so we're making some cuts here and there. And as most of the, as the most senior member of the street team, I'm in there advocating not to slash our Advil and Dr. Scholl's medicated foot powder budgets, because uh, those things are important to, to those of us that are out there. And uh, we're in one of these meetings, and we got a nice plate of uh, bon mi sandwiches from the Noodle Poodle on 48th. And I feel something just unhinging me, like a rune stone falling from its sacred carving. Something ain't right. And uh, boy, the next two days. Uh, go by, and it's like someone just pulled all the threads out of my life sweater, and I just crumpled there in a fraying pile. I told Katrina, it's go time. Uh, <laughs> after a little bit there, you know, next thing I know, I'm being attended to uh, 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 by the angels over at the New York Methodist ER. I mean, it was really dramatic. It was two days. I couldn't keep anything down, and uh, I'm sipping on, on this and that and a little bit of 7-Up, those kind of things. They say it's got good electrolytes, and you're having saltines and that, and just uh, it got to the point where I just had to go. So Katrina put me in the car, took me over there. Folks, now, I don't know if this was a case of virus goggles. I hear that happens to some people, or hallucinations brought on by the dangerous dehydration. But the doctors taking care of me were like something out of a classic beer commercial. You know, when good-looking blondes in bathing suits sold beer instead of well-meaning hipsters. I mean, it was really something. I don't want to seem like that's all that matters to a person. But the way I see it, I've had my share of less attractive people do stuff for me all the time. Uh, that's a contingent that is well represented in my daily activities. Cup of coffee? Okay. You know, a bagel? What have you? A lot of these interactions are, are, are you know, they're fine. They're transactional and they do what they need to do. But, um, you know, it's not uh, not something that, that you want to linger on. That's fine. you got to get on with your day. But I'm telling you, if at a moment of great need, when I find myself pale, parched, and half-naked save for a flimsy cotton smock, if I am in a room with curtains for walls that smell slightly of disinfectant and latex, if at that time, 
Where I'm at my lowest, I require the people, uh, where I require people to shove plastic tubes into my arms and hands and to fill my veins with liquids from hanging bags. If this is the time that the man upstairs decides to do me a solid and surround me with his best-looking female medical residents in all of Brooklyn, well, then I say, well done, sir. <laughs> well done indeed. I'm all for a higher power knowing when to pull the trigger. So whether it was his doing or uh, just the gosh darn luckiest rotation sinking to viral infection ever, uh, in the words of Leonard Cohen, hallelujah. Dr. Sarah Duncan, you are a gifted healer. And uh, I'm so glad that they did away with the, you know, uh, the sad uh, everybody in scrubs dress code of the past. A cute doctor in sweatpants and Ugg boots, I'll take it. <laughs> it's like living in L.A. all over again. I just I woke up in Westwood. <laughs> That's what it was like, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, Westwood with IV bags, and uh, I might just reconsider my whole policy about never being seen in sweatpants in public. Folks, I'm telling you, I'm reborn. <laughs> I'm reborn. So my thanks to everyone over at NY Meth, probably not the name they want to stick with, but uh, Dr. Sarah Duncan, Dr. Hollenkamp, lady who looked like the assistant on Royal Pain, Pains, uh, Yvonne, the tough but sassy nurse technician. Boy, she ran a tight ship. Miranda Toussaint, who, uh, though she connected two bags to one arm incorrectly, and uh, that was just never going to work with the, the pump system. I don't know what she was thinking, but she seemed like a nice gal. Alex, a male nurse uh, with the sweet, close-cropped beard shaping. I hope your last day was uneventful, and enjoy your trip to Italy. Boy, a professional to the end. He got everything right, and uh, your aunt and uncle are going to flip when, you, when, you, when they see you over there. And, of course, to my, my niece Katrina for taking over the nursing duties when I got home. You know, sometimes... Uh, uh, families uh, not so bad, <laughs> I guess is how it, what it comes down to. But uh, she was just wonderful, and uh, as always, just a just a peach. So, and uh, baby Pepsi's all healed up. She's just running around, and boy, we take her outside and, and uh, walk her down the street, and she's just hi there to people. They look like some of the folks out here look like they're uh, 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 from the movie uh, Eastern Promises. You know, real hard-looking people from the Eastern Bloc probably have some Russian prison tattoos. But they just melt when they see little little Pepsi. She's just, hey, there. And, you know, eh, a little squeak, and she stays with you focused until you respond as part of it, the real intensity in the girl, which I admire. And uh, anyway, she's she's just doing wonderful. So, so that's it. And that's what's been going on here. I mean, it's really been an intense period uh, internally <laughs> that I thought I'd share with you externally. And uh, uh, that's it. But I, I want to let you know that that's what's uh, that's what's happening. And uh, boy, I also want to say uh, a thank you to to a nice young gal that came over, uh, Kim Chakanetsa. Check, I think I'm saying that right. A, a student uh, uh, up at the prestigious uh, Columbia University here in, here in New York City. Nice gal. She came down uh, over here and she interviewed me about the future of radio. And uh, good news for Dale Radio listeners. I'm it. <laughs> Dell Radio's the future. That's what she said. That was her hypothesis that she wanted to, to prove by coming down and saying we had showed her how we put all the things together. And uh, we, she was just tickled. We had some tea and uh, just just chatted it up a little bit. Uh, and once we stopped talking, of course, about microphones, model numbers, and and software program, a couple of gearheads get together is what it was like. But. Uh, <laughs> We got into some real meat of it, and I hope it was beneficial to her class. I had a chance to listen to some of the, the recording. It really sounded one. Made a real case for it. 
made me feel like what we're doing here is important. And, uh, of course, I know that from the look on the faces when I see people out there when you post things to the Facebook group. And uh, I'm telling you, there's just a real groundswell of support up at Columbia. So I want to say thank you to all the people. I know there are a lot of people involved in drug busts and all kinds of nutty stuff going up there. But, uh, hey, as long as you're taking a little time out of your day to listen to a podcast on the subway, I appreciate it. <laughs> so my thanks. And, uh, boy, we had so much fun at the first live taping at Dale Radio a few couple of weeks back. We're going to do it again. The folks over at the uh, world-famous Brooklyn Lyceum, God bless them, they put up a little a post that, uh, 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 by back by popular demand for one night only. I said, you know, you might want to change it. It sounds like you're back by popular demand to only do it once more. It's not like the last time I'll be there. And uh, maybe it will. I don't think so, though. And so we dropped that, just said popular demand. Anyhow, the point is uh, uh, there are a great bunch of people, and I love doing stuff. So uh, uh, Dale Radio Live is going to happen again, returning to the world-famous Brooklyn Lyceum Saturday, March 19th at 9 p.m. And my guests, oh, my goodness, folks, my guests are outrageously good. Uh, they're always great here on the program. We've got another couple people coming up uh, that we're going to talk to, not not in the live space, but just uh, just one-on-one. Uh, but but these folks, I mean, I, I've wanted to talk to this person for a while because I've been over and I've been a big fan of hers, uh, of her work. Her and her sister run a place called the 4 and 20 Blackbirds. It's a pie place over here on the Gowanus and uh, just the best pie you ever had, I'm telling you. And it's a nice, it's a healthy walk for me, which is good because you can go over and you buy a slice and uh, the walk back, you kind of burn it off. But anyhow, Master Baker, she's also an artist, also a founder of Gowana Studio Space, one of the founders over there, which is a great a hotbed for artistic activity. Emily Elson is going to be my guest, and she's going to uh, uh, join me, and we'll talk about some things, arts going on, and uh, maybe we'll even share some pie. Uh, and after that, a, a great young lady, uh, a comedian and writer Jenna Kim Jones, a uh, talented young gal. She works over there for our friends at The Daily Show. Uh, on Comedy Central. She's going to sit for a spell with us, too, and talk about what's going on for her. Uh, a a, a good-looking guy. I think she's also a baker of some kind, so maybe we'll get into that. Uh, Amy Height, of course, the, the wonderful talent of Amy Height's lending her creative input to the show once again. Uh, so if you're a fan of hers, come over and just watch her uh, run a flip video camera. And Andrew, uh, the reanimated St. Patrick's uh, become, is going to be giving us some more beats on the Autovary 64 you got to hear this thing in action in person, folks. It's really something. Uh, tickets are $5 at the door. Uh, 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 um, they have beer there. If you like beer, that's something that they have. And I think some other things, too. Wine, maybe some spritzers. Mix a little bit of that with a Pellegrino. You'll have a nice, nice time. Uh, just take the R train over to uh, uh, the stop at Union Street in Brooklyn. It's uh, short of Park Slope, uh, Gowanus adjacent. So, so look out for that. Come on over and come out March 19th. At 9 p.m. We're going to start right at 9 because they need to move the chairs out of there. So don't be late. I'm going to start no matter whether people's there or not. Uh, so uh, tell your friends. Uh, quick shout out to, you know, folks, if you listen to the program, you know, I, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at uh, Dale Radio, you know that I, I tweet along to Bachelor. It's been a real, real fun season. Uh, so I want to just give my uh, shout out to a couple of RTs, Fan Columbus, uh, uh, Jennifer Zindi, One Chicklet, and TV Jedi, uh, uh, four, four ladies that always uh, are there with me, and we always have a lot of fun tweeting along uh, to some of this nonsense that's going going on over there. And uh, we only got a couple nights left of that, so look forward. Uh, I also, today I was watching a Yanni concert and started to live tweet that. Boy, he had something, didn't he? That's the way you do a concert. Fella had 400 drums set up, a pan flute, fiddler with dreadlocks. It was quite a scene. My goodness, I gotta dig back into my Yanni 
uh, uh, videos, and just uh, uh, I might spend the next week doing that as I recover. Uh, my thanks, of course, to the lesser half. Quite a fashion guy, too, Yanni. All in white with some kind of embroidered shirt, real blousy sleeves, and some pleated pants, and a mustache and long hair. That's what you... That's what you got to do back then. That's what that's called showbiz, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my thanks to the lesser half out in San Francisco for putting together the theme song, uh, this, their take on the theme song this season. It's a wonderful one. We get a lot of uh, compliments on it. Steve O at Engine Sound here in New York City composed the original version. Uh, folks, if you're fans, but be sure and sign up on Facebook. We got a couple new new people up there, so welcome to the new enthusiasts. Uh, it's always exciting when somebody new joins there, and I love to look at their faces and see, see, uh, just imagine what their life might be like, and how they uh, how they might uh, tackle certain problems that they <laughs> may have, and how they may uh, struggle through and and come to just really enjoy things. That's what I do when you become a fan. I just really I, I really lock in on you and think about what's going on for you. So that about does it for us here. Uh, we'll keep it short and sweet this time. Now, till next time, I'll be donating my whiskey bottles to use as IV bags, because wouldn't that be something? <laughs> now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. <laughs> 